0: Yeah, check. Check, check, check. Safe. All right. Well, I don't have to fucking plug in the... uh, Not a buzzing. I don't have to plug in the phone because there's no music. So, this is the first podcast of the Big Punk Show with Mike and Jamie. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, It's a new era. It is a new era, a new decade. Matty's next to us. Say hi, Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Okay, thanks, Matty. (laughs) Matt. (laughs) That'll be the last you hear from him. Um, (laughs) We're doing the um, press stuff for our album uh, right now. And that's what the podcast is going to be because we need to tell the story of Aerial Salad as it is, as and as it ever shall will be, Michael, as it, as it
1: is. And we've kind of like correct timing, really, because this time in 2016
0: we started, didn't it? January. Yeah, that's so time. the band started, I was at uni uh, in 2016 and I went to Fest uh, in Florida um, at a very important time in my young age, and I was like, "Fuck me!" I was like, "All these bands are fucking small punk bands." I was like, "But you know they're playing here and they're all on tour." And I was like, "This is fucking sick!" This I was like, "Fuck Unit!" I was like, "Fuck Unit!" I don't like Unit. Fuck Unit! I'll start a band back. And the person I went to fest with said they play drums. We used to play together in high school. And then um, we got back from fest and I was like, all right, we need to start a band." And um. Like who should we get to do bass? And I was just like, well, why don't we get Mike, um, who played bass for us in high school? I don't think Mike's doing anything. <laughs> I think you'd—I'd seen that you'd been kicked out of college, yeah, like, yeah—and I'd like spoken to you around that. So, pretty much, come back from this festival, started a band. But the reason we started the band was also because I was sure we were gonna play it. I met the guy who ran who ran it, Tony, and I was like, "Listen, mate, I was like, this festival's. I'm gonna go home and start a band. You know, how would you play it?" And he basically said, "Listen, like, send me your shit, and if I like it, you can play." And I was like, "All right, safe." When I got home, it wasn't. Oh yeah, we might be able to play this festival in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. We are playing this festival. Yeah, yeah. we are playing this festival. We're, I've got three songs. Let's go and do an EP. Yeah,
1: it was fucking nuts. I remember being sat on my couch watching Fargo and getting a message out of nowhere. I I remember it so clearly now, and I just remember getting this fucking message like, like listen, not being funny. Like in you know, like a group chat, you got to start this band again. Like we've been to this festival. Like we could end up playing in America. And I was like. I was so f- I had no fucking direction in anything. I did, I, I was working in a fucking job and I financial advisors I didn't like and I was just like oh, this is what I fucking needed and like we started jamming together didn't we in Luke's Practice room. Yeah, uh above Atama. Yeah, and getting the met there, meeting each other at the station, because you were coming from your nans, weren't you? Always oh, coming from my nans. And for that foot I remember I'd never forget them first few months, like I went to fucking.
0: Well it, the, it no, was... the first couple of months I was still at uni. Oh shit, yeah, yeah. I of I course, could only yeah, you I, was, I was, dropped out, yeah. Yeah, I was still I dropped so I only I, we started this band and I did it in between uni. Yeah, yeah. And um We'll, we'll get intimately uh, leaving uni, actually, I suppose. Yeah, but I, I yeah. go on, so what, what were your feelings at the time, then, as you were saying? Yeah, no,
1: it was just weird, because like, I was in this apprenticeship, and I was just kind of... I'd, I'd been at another place, and I'd started there about a year before, so it was like the January. I just remember it just being... just suddenly having. I, I just kind of go out, go to the pub, and that was it. And I, I, I wasn't really asked. I didn't really care about the job I was
0: in. I didn't have a career. See, I was like that with uni. I was going to year. I, yeah. I, I was doing a repeat of my first year, and I was doing a lot better but like, I, I just wasn't dedicated to getting an education and uh, I needed to, I basically needed to, you know, you're like 19. It's yeah, like, yeah. it can be quite a lot at that age to move away and stuff. And uh, you, when you've got like sort of mental health problems as well, it's a bit. it can be a bit, can fuck with you that, especially yeah. when you're very bad at impulse control. Yeah, of course. Fucking yeah, yeah. wind up doing a load of drugs all the time. Yeah. It's not good for you, do you know what I mean? So for me, it was like, I needed to feel like I had more purpose because as much as I love doing media, mm. I, I, it was my my worry wasn't, will I be able to do media in the future? My worry was, will I even be able to get a fucking degree in it in the first yeah, place? Yeah. So I needed something. And the whole time I was at uni, I wanted to start a band. The whole time, I, like, I made Kyle fucking learn <laughs> how to play bass <laughs> and I made Danny Bentley bring his drum kit to uni from home and I, we fucking, I'd written loads of like hardcore songs. We're not punk songs, like proper hardcore. And I was like, oh yeah, this would be sick. Very simple songs, very easy. They were both so shit, Mike. Yeah. There was no hope <laughs> for that but <Matt>. Honestly. <laughs> what you call again? Lockhorn. That's the one. Honestly. It's not even a bad know, name to be fair. Uh, it's an all right, mate. just got for, co- for a slam down hardcore band.
1: I've never heard
0: of this before. So, basically, yeah, but... we had some fucking riffage as well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just like. Uh, i went danny i I need you to give me a drum beat to this riff started playing a riff and he opened up his booklet and i went what you doing and he went well these have got all the drum beats in it oh my god (laughs) fucking hell and at that point i was like oh fuck i was like (laughs) oh well i'm not being in a band but yeah um we so we started uh we started the band um in 2016 and for me the most important now i'd done uh, a music b-tech at college because of course I fucking had look at me yeah yeah and, <laughs> and um the whole time doing it I learned a lot about uh, the music industry and I learned a lot about playing in a band but not necessarily as what was taught more as how I received the information given to me so in music industry I'll never forget them telling us um like, oh, yeah, after every gig, I hand out a business card. And I was just like, no, 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 no. That's not what that's not what L-
1: you do. people that, like Liam Gallagher didn't fucking like, do that. I'm that.
0: like, that is not how ha- I'm like, Nirvana didn't knock around no. giving out no cunt do is Green it. Green Day it? didn't do that. Like, no. look, I'm sorry, Lady Gaga certainly didn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, you, the black IPs probably did, yeah, yeah. But like, that was the naughtiest. It was all about the money and they at that a point. Punk band. You know, Led Zeppelin didn't do that. They did steal all the music off black people, <laughs> yeah. but that's you know, that's a different different, different box of frogs. That. So, yeah, um. I wanted us, to, uh, yeah, go. I wanted us um, to record music. All the bands, um, all a lot of bands I saw in my college, they'd have like, they'd be fucking doing loads on loads on Facebook all the time, like, and they'd have like loads of Facebook likes and shit like that. But they'd never play any gigs, and they mm. didn't have any fucking recorded music. And I was like, right, okay, well, I want to make music because I write a lot of songs. I was like, I want to do gigs because that's very fun. And that's what we did. We fucking made a. Free... Did we bring out the EP before we got any gigs? I think we, we did. Because I remember being excited. Have a fucking. Because I remember saying, to "Tim, how do we get
1: gigs?" Yeah, yeah. And like, you was like, "Oh, we need to like record some, of it so people can hear it, so yeah, we can yeah. get gigs." That was
0: it. I thought, what you do is you record some music an EP, and then you can send that to people to get gigs. It was just that's like a demo, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah, can we have a have a gig play? And it wasn't even to like. You, you have to understand that like, I, I was nineteen and he was seventeen. Yeah. The yeah. It wasn't about like... You know, we probably f- thought that we wanted to do... Like, obviously, you want to do well as a band. Yeah. But, like, at that age, at that age in particular, it was nothing more than, like, making punk music. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've really got a stress in it. Like, people will... C- people are very particular about what is and isn't punk. To me, that's why the words become very irrelevant. Yeah. Because it's a very personal thing, punk. It's a very, you know, it's a, it's a sort of mind frame, so to speak. Yeah. Now, people will say, this... Uh, you know Dirt mall this album is or isn't punk people will have opinions on that but when we fucking like, and I'm not gonna fucking argue with any of them because I'm not asked. but when we fucking started genuinely it was about playing punk gigs and having we- a laugh as well just having a good time we just wanted to be happy
1: yeah, just a bit yeah. of se- we just and wanted to produce some serotonin and just have something to fucking do because like yeah. at the time like, we was all that we were it was all in the same position doing different things and we had no kind of... Either shit jobs we didn't like yeah. or uni we didn't like and then a shit job. Yeah, yeah, literally like... And I was kind of in between doing an apprenticeship so It was like a shit job and you was having to fucking learn. And you were getting no money. Exactly. I was, I was earning like fucking four and a half hundred quid a month. I, I
0: remember how skint you were for the first like year and
1: a half. Yeah, first yeah. Band. I remember you saying like... I was like, how much you actually doing? I said... And, and that's, why I, yeah, that's why I'm skint all the time because I fucking... But, um, yeah, it was like... Well, I remember the, the first bumps were just very fucking weird. We just practised and, like, we didn't get a gig until April, did we? No. It wasn't until April we got a gig. And then... Um... We obviously didn't practise enough. No, yeah, we didn't. For the first year of the band, we didn't... Nobody at all, told us we were shit. For
0: the first year and a half, we were very bad, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. which sort of leads to Fest. So, before we... So, we'd made a one EP. I sent it to the guy that ran Fest. And uh, we didn't hear anything back. So, we made another one, which was Roach. Which yeah, yeah. had on it Dunhill's Success... And uh, headspace. Now, personally, not to sound arrogant, I, if if some teenager sent me that and were like, you know, I met you at, the, you know, and they will, and basically, some kid a year ago had gone, I want, I want to play your festival. You'd said, all right, start a band and send me your stuff. Then they sent you those three songs. You'd be like, Do you know what, fair enough. Yeah, and it was about it was less than a year as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, he. Uh, invited us to play a fest and that was it I fucking dropped out of uni immediately yeah, because yeah. I was like safe we're going to be famous yeah. like I'm not but no bullshit but, like, either we all
1: had the same idea we all had the same idea in so- when you go into to an American festival when you when I was fucking 17 and you were 19 yeah you're, you're, like, you're children like everyone I told was like everyone when I came no, back yeah. it was it was like we'd played fucking Coachella or Glastonbury everyone was like you've been to America to play a music festival I was like yeah yeah and, but like nobody realized that I didn't realize the kind of scale of it and how kind of small or big it was. and then it was just the fact that we'd fucking gone there and done it. You know.
0: But, but but when we did go there... So we went there after playing eight gigs. And the gig we did before we went should have been a sign of what was to come. I yeah. had ruthless tonsillitis and was necking day... Oh, l- that was the one, It yeah. was, yeah. I was necking day nurse on stage. It was so bad. Night nurse at night. Night nurse! <laughs> give us some money. Um, And, like, it, we were just, like, shit. We were a shit band. But we were not, like... I don't think arrogance is the right word, but just young and just clueless. Yeah, like playing fucking... playing in America, we just assumed we were sick. Like we just assumed yeah. we, because our songs weren't bad, we assumed that we weren't a bad live band. Now we got to Fest and we were very poorly behaved. We, oh yeah, the, the first night we got there, we were there for eight days in total. And the first night we got there, um. We had some shrimp uh, with a, another band called the ZGs from yeah, Ohio. that was fucking mince with That was nice. That was the last... That was the first and last time we were sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next morning, we we got booze illegally, obviously. I think like that that first night as well. Oh, we actually. did. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough. Okay, so we started breaking the law as soon as we got yeah, there. Yeah. We started drinking pretty hard. I can't really drink. I had to play an acoustic set. Uh, the acoustic set, how did that go, you may ask? It was, oh my God, Mike's face tells the story. Yeah, I'm kind of rubbing my forehead in my eyes. um, His eyes, he's
1: honestly, he cringe, I saw a cringe. It was fucking, well, me watching it, basically, Jamie'd done acoustic versions of songs that he hadn't, I don't think, practiced acoustic. No. Yeah, and the songs that didn't work acoustic. I just
0: assumed they would work. Yeah. I'd never played an acoustic set, I just wanted to
1: play. It was basically just like, imagine you took out all the other sections of the band but had Jamie and her guitar so they were quite, shit honestly Matty they were whilst, shit whilst very drunk as well in front of quite a lot of people I think the only highlight was when you did um, the sweat the, uh, yeah I didn't nail that. Yeah, that yeah that went off to be fair
0: then um, I was sick everywhere outside the venue oh yeah it outside the door and I was like getting dizzy throwing up and I was like alright there's only there's only one thing that will save me now And that's Coke. (laughs) And uh, and it's not big and it's not clever. Uh, Genuinely, seriously, uh, this whole story, it's not big and it's not clever. We were just young and naive. We were just so young and stupid. We were young
1: and naive in America and we we could fucking get some, so we did.
0: So we bought, like, enough... Yeah. I I can remember I can't remember. I can remember exactly how much it was, but I'm not it's we're not saying because it's not a competition, but honestly, it was enough and it was too much for children to have basically. America, if you could drink when you were eighteen, probably wouldn't have needed that. Anyway, (laughs) so we got that and then we effectively went on a bender for six days. And it was the best six days of our entire life collectively. We met one unit properly for the first time out there. He would yeah, go on yeah. to be the most important band to this band. To this day. To this day, forever. Will always be the most mm. important f- thing that has ever happened in probably our lives. Yeah, yeah. Is Alex taking us under his wing. Um, when we got to actually play our set, uh, we, we we I can remember we could drink at the venue we played at. Do you remember because yeah. we could buy that uh, blue cocktail? Juice Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were get we were getting a uh, we were, we were getting pretty drunk. And um, no, no, it was, yeah, it
1: was weird. It was a long day because like we stayed at the venue because like we play even we played really late at night. We didn't really go and watch many other bands because it was like we need to be at the venue. And like watch all the other English bands. Yeah. Show us. We 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 didn't even have any gear as well. Like any like musical. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah. We didn't have. We have a drumstick. We're not not, going to go into why because if anybody heard it, it could get us in trouble. But we didn't travel to America with any musical equipment for a reason that you can assume for yourselves. If you know, if you're playing a band. You obviously know why. So we went in, and we're chatting. Like it was like an episode of Twenty Four. Ding. Yeah. Ding. From like the moment we got up. Ding. It was like right. We play at one in the morning. We've currently got thirteen hours yeah. to get ourselves Yeah, Matty, your face is right. Yeah, no, We no. had thirteen hours to get our musical equipment. Genuinely, if any fucking Hollywood director wants to make a film of this, I think we could make a smash hit movie <laughs> about this entire journey, right? So we had thirteen hours to find some gear and we were quite nonchalant about it. Yeah, for, we, we were it was
1: kind of like slightly worried, but We were
0: a bit worried, but we were just
1: so like we were just like Someone, someone will up. give us Yeah, we it was like someone will give us Yeah, no one, will ma- no one will make us play it like our set. Yeah. And I think it was the ZG's
0: in the end who yeah. gave us yeah. game, was it? It's about 30 minutes before we yeah, played. Yeah, I think. If that. The problem was is that um we didn't get our equipment until about 30 minutes before we played. And the equipment we did get was something we stuff we wasn't used to
1: playing
0: at all <laughs> I, play- I had a, a tuning. I had a tuner on the guitar, on, clip, the, clip on, on tuna. a clip-on tuner, right? And for the fucking life of me, it didn't have a clue what like I was doing. Yeah, no. the tuner I had. Seriously, I was having to like tune by ear, which I wasn't good at. But that was better than what the tuner was, was music giving me. And playing in the venue, and the, you can also hear a lot of people
1: like in a busy bar. Yeah. So imagine trying to tune a guitar by ear like that, and same for me with the bass, which is even harder by ear. <laughs> And I was play- I remember playing it. It was a reverse Jaguar bass,
0: which is. I- it was huge on it you. It was massive. Mike's and- about five foot eight, right? And this bass took up his. It was well, like. I think Nikki- I at the time. Mickey six would have played this
1: bass. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking weird, and um, it- and like then I think the neck was a little very heavy, and it-, it kind of like kept going down instead of like being balanced. And it was oh my god, yeah. And well, it- the the set was fucking tragic. Set- out time. The set
0: was so bad. That as soon as it finished, I had to run out of the venue and go around the corner and cry. Yeah, because yeah. I was very aware of how bad we were yeah. the entire time, and I was just like, "I have no idea how to fix this." Yeah, it's it was like it's like on Football Manager when you've been on like a six-game winning run, and then you play like fucking aston villa in the fa cup you put your full team out and aston villa with like their second team beat you 4-0 and you just like watching your team losing just like i i actually don't know how to fix this yeah yeah it was so out of our
1: control was, whilst almost being in all of our control it was at the same totally
0: time. our fault but completely out of our hands yeah yeah and we just we had no idea how shit we were yeah. um which brings us to the fucking the miracle that happened after we got back. Yeah, so when we so me at the end of fest, like me and Mike were basically just like I remember walking to steak and shape with oh, Mike. Oh yeah, fucking hell! And just sort of saying to Mike, look, like we'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Oh, I'm like I'm sure it'll be all right. But in reality, when I got home, I was like, well, we only started the band to play fest, and we did do it, and as disappointed as I was with how shit we were and the fact that we'd definitely let somebody down um, who helped us out, i.e. Tony from Fest, um, and sort of embarrassed ourselves. But apart from that, I was actually very, very just like, this is going to be a story I tell people for the rest of my life. And I literally, all I could think about was how how mental it was that we'd done it and what had happened had happened. But I was like, genuinely... I, I, what if we could have gone played it'd have been all right, and us never get asked back, yeah, yeah, but we went we got and we were so shit that there's probably like we are never playing that festival again like, yeah, we we're, yeah. we're like banned from festivals, yeah, yeah. We, we're like we're not playing that, so it's like, and you know, fair enough, like, we would love to play it again, we'd love to you know do a big apology, but you know that's not in our power at all, um but <laughs> when we got back, I was very much like, yeah do we do we really want to play in a band anymore? And Alex, uh, Alex Wonk, who'd met us at the Fest, and was kind of like, like, so you're you're playing this festival, and we were like, yeah, and you're from England, and he's, and we were like, yeah, and Alex was like how the fuck have I never heard of you then Yeah, because obviously this is like 2017 this is Wonk, in my opinion at their absolute prime yeah like just after they'd been on tour with Slaves like did you, they gained a big following did, from that did a sick tour in America like they, they yeah. played Fest at the same time as D4 capped out the venue and yeah. it was honestly it was, it's one of the best sets I've ever seen a band do in my Fucking life men. they were mind blowing and um, Alex um, like sort of give me a bell and was like oh yeah send me your music so I put it on Bandcamp for the first time, literally to send yeah, it yeah. in, <laughs> sent in the songs. And then Alex was like, he rang me back straight away and went, right, that's it, I'm looking after your band. He was like, Daddy Wonk's <laughs> looking after you, I'm gonna be your manager. And that was it really. Um, I then went on tour with Wonk Unit doing merch so I could see the ropes of touring. Um, Cause Alex was like, you're gonna you have to be the leader of your band and like yeah, fucking yeah. showing me the ropes and that, baptism of fire. And then uh, we played with Wonk, it was the first time he'd seen us. And after our set, which I thought had gone brilliantly, Alex was like, oh, can I have a word with you outside, Jay? I was like, yeah. And then that was when Alex said the most important thing anyone has ever said to me in my whole life. He looks me dead in the eye and he goes, no one's told you, you shit, have they? And I was like what he's like no one's told you you can't play he went you have lied to me he went you said you could play your songs i was like i thought we could play our songs because i f- because we could play yeah, them yeah, yeah. didn't mean we could play them good but we could play them i didn't know they were bad because yeah, yeah. no one had told us we were shit yeah literally he was, he, honestly that was it and i wasn't annoyed by him saying this i, I felt betrayed by other people yeah. i was like why has no one told us we yeah, shit? Yeah, yeah. Why are we do like... Well, people don't, you know. People don't, people are polite. So we then uh, went and got a crash course in how to be a band in London with Alex. In a, in a Alex. day that would fucking, like, nearly killed us off. A, d- a day, and then we played a gig after it. Alex, oh, sh- yeah, like... The windmill. He-, he stripped us down as a band. He was like, right, you need to... You- he <laughs> was, like, dehumanising at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> <In> that- <laughs> no, do you know what it was like? It was like Jedi training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push it to the limit Get yeah. past the point of no return Like throwing around
1: Poisson's broken tuner And like Oh my god, god like then my then amp. Arm, this amp's a piece
0: of shit Like your line six <laughs> yeah. It's like Must buy the 75 he didn't, oh, like insane, he didn't like insane He didn't like insane at all No, nah. He was so cross But and it was the best thing That's ever happened It was the best thing I learned so much about About how to be in a we worked on um, Just like the very basics We'd then play a game and, it would, and what was funny, we played this gig at the windmill in Brixton, and then a few days later, we played with fucking Beachlang in Leeds. Oh, shit, yeah. So, End of January, that, yeah. J- James Alex from Beachlang has been inc- like, so sound to our band, mm. and someone who di- really like has nothing to gain from it either. Yeah, yeah. He's just a really good person. I fucking really, really, really appreciate everything he did yeah, for us. Yeah, big time. He, he had us play with him twice. And um, he was like, you know, we shared our songs and stuff like that. You know, a, a fan of the band. And it's a good thing we had this practice with Alex because we weren't a great, we were not good, by the way. Yeah. We weren't good when we played with Beach Lang, but we were fucking in time, yeah, and yeah. that was uh, ju- what well, we were just about in time. Yeah, but we weren't shit. We were all right yeah. for an opening band f- to play to that many people, about yeah. a couple hundred people in the games room on it. Yeah, and and it's like you know it was fucking all right. It was all right. Yeah, we then had another crash course with Alex, where um, when we got enough songs together to record our first album, Roach. Mm. Um, Check My Mind sounded quite different before Alex sort of sat with us and heard it and this is the thing Alex has done for us Uh, and as he's done on this album he's produced this album with with Paul Tipler Um, who's recorded it at Unit 13 Studios in London and um, Alex like essentially produced Roach uh, in like pre-production he he helped us work on um, sort of... He, p- he put the drop in Check My Mind, where it goes to just bass and just really helps organise the songs a bit better. He doesn't mm. really... He doesn't come in and like... He doesn't ch- he doesn't ever divert away from the idea, Alex. Mm. So Alex is very respectful of like the idea. What he does is he just makes shit better. He's just... He's a very, very intelligent musician, Alex. He's a very underrated musician. He's a genius. And like, he- he'll do stuff to the songs and he'll be like oh you know he'll like uh, he'll he'll come up with stuff he'll be like like oh you know don't get mad at me um but then you listen to it you're like no that is just fucking sick
1: though it's like a third opinion as well that third party opinion yeah and like you know getting there's a lot of songs like we've kind of used where he's kind of said if you took that bit out i'll redid it and it's like there's a few songs this one where it's that same kind of thing where it's just once you get that second opinion where it's not just your band it really makes a difference where someone's gone well, from where I'm sitting, it sounds like this. Well, you know what I
0: mean? To relate it to like Dirt Mall, when we were recording it, we were very uh, keen to have it done with Paul Tippler because he recorded Mush by Leatherface, which is an album we love. Excuse me, that was a burp. <laughs> and um, th- we wanted Paul because he'd he'd made you know he's been making it fucking albums for thirty years. Yeah, yeah. And it's like he would he would fucking. <sighs> he wouldn't just sit back and let us do what we wanted. He would, you know, help the album take shape. You know, yeah, we, could, we yeah. could basically, you know, use his experience, you know, we wanted because we didn't want to pretend that we were a band who could just walk into a studio and yeah. come out with the greatest album ever because we fucking can't. But yeah, we want to yeah. make the best album we can. So we wanted help from Paul and help from Alex. Yeah, of course. And um, that's why we've got such a fucking, like, brilliant sounding album because if it just sounded the way that like the songs did uh let's call them in the demos yeah yeah it would it'd be a l- lot less of a catchy album that's and that's yeah, it no, it just wouldn't yeah, be yeah. catchy
1: like yeah definitely. and i think he had that ear for it as well like when i remember the songs like romance and that when he kind of got an ear for it and he's kind of like and i suppose when we spent so much time like in that first week of recording and then after going back as well like once you've got an ear for him and like you've got used to what you got working with especially cuz you haven't like sent anyone demos it, that's when I think the magic started to really happen. And by the end of it, when we started to come to do the vocals, it was like, right, we're fucking, we're getting an ear for like them kind of, like you know, like earworms you get with like the mm. fucking repetitive bits of songs. That's when it really started to come together. What, uh, when did we record, Mike? When did we record Dirt Mile? Uh, it was from like the 7th or the like 8th to like around the 15th, or yeah. like the
0: 13th, or like that like week of April around then. The, last year. The week we recorded Dirt Mile, the reason why we recorded it in London and not Manchester is because, for me, bands what bands used to do when there was money is a record label would give them money to make an album, send them somewhere nice, yeah. send them somewhere that's a bit of a holiday maybe or some posh studio, and they'd just go for two weeks, three weeks and record. Now, we couldn't afford to go away for two weeks and Matty's got a kid, so he couldn't afford the time either for it, but we could do a week. And there, there was a point in uh, January where Matty couldn't do, uh, couldn't do two of the days, and he's like, oh, I could just do my drums for three days, then go home. But I said, nah, we'll push it back to April. Yeah, yeah. I was very, very conscious of us going and and living this album. Yeah, yeah. And living Dirt Mile because d- what Dirt Mile is, is it's a taking from a, a film called Rats. It's just a line, it's just what somebody calls a thrift shop. And it's just... The album, like we started writing it in like sort of like twenty eighteen, and you know, loads of it's about fucking just being bored of Brexit, being bored of low minimum wage, being bored of fucking Tories, just being bored of austerity, and just being just just being like fucking fed up, yeah, with with everything around you, everything, and with you know, having like Trump, Brexit, fucking May and Boris, like all in like a few years, and come and go as well in that time, you know, and it's just like fucking hell this is it. life's a fucking dirt mall yeah. nothing makes sense anymore everything's mismatched and it's all over the shop and I thought we need to just fucking go to London stay with our mates yeah. for a week and go every day and make the album together and all be there, all three of us be there because it was shit when we did Roach because yeah. I was there every day and most days I was there on my own. I was like, it's fucking boring. It was like when Matty, when we would go back and do vocal stuff when um, after we finished the first week of recording. I was would just be like, I wish Matty was there. Yeah, just wish Matty were there the whole yeah. time. But the week of recording... Was the best week of my life. Yeah, and I think it's capturing that that
1: like magic in a sense of like the time you spent on there, and the it's like remember saying like the mood you're all in, and like
0: because it's, cause it's like it, an atmosphere, what, isn't it? What it boils down to is three best mates going on a holiday to make their album. That beyond anything else, the most important thing is the fact that we'd written an album, we'd written an album that we were proud of, a piece of music something that we all fucking love and we've all grown up loving something that like something that we genuinely wanted to make an album that we can all go this sounds exactly how i want it to sound and we fucking went there and did it. And when you've got you your best mates in the whole world, and you've got that connection with your friends, you know how daft and silly you are. You know how much energy you've got. You're all just in a good a good mood all the time, smoking so much weed, yeah, yeah, all the weed in the world, yeah, just laughing for just endlessly <laughs> laughing at nothing. That's that's what like dirt. That's why I'm glad that we did Dirt the way we yeah. did it because it's a moody album, but it was recorded on such high spirits, yeah, and it made you feel like. Like, do you know what we? I don't want to die, me. I do you know what? I actually agree with Dirtmore one. I I don't want to die, so I just get high. And then songs like Romance and stuff—they just felt so silly recording yeah, them. And
1: it was that like, just being. Especially being so high the whole time just added to it it was one thing but just like the whole we were just we never stopped laughing and there was never a point at any like your know, bands get under pressure don't in the studio there was never a point where anyone argued apart like, from
0: when, apart from when apart Alex from came last day, yeah. apart from when Alex came on the
1: vocals apart from on the one last day we didn't have a single time where anyone got pissed off with no. any takes nobody was annoyed like nobody got annoyed with Tipple like, we didn't get annoyed at each other and like, I think recording it in a fucking in a kind of derelict area up opposite a taxi rank, yeah. ten minute walk away from an Aldi. There's nothing near it. Nothing. It's right Old near, Ken it the Best though. It, it's, it, it helped. It helped a lot. Yeah, going on a going on shopping trips to buy me and me and Matty buying stubbies. Oh my God, two pound forty, ten French beers quality <laughs> it was just like going on like shopping trips going to millwall's cafe and like just kind of having that living experience of south london it was yeah. just really fucking magical and i hate using that word but it, like there was a we no, just had so was. much balls at the time you know what i mean and like it was such a weird thing because we never kind of spent a week in London by between us. Like nah. you know, we we've been there for a couple of days at a time, like a weekend maybe.
0: And because we were staying uh, in our friend's flat in, in Penge, it, it felt very homely. So yeah, yeah, it was definitely. like you know, we, we I was going. We were doing stuff that we would do at home. It was it was amazing to do it. Yeah, definitely it got very itchy. But oh yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that dark days. But yeah, that was a uh, that was what it was like. Um, the whole. Uh, the, the the main thing I took from recording it is the main message that I want to push with it. Because there's not really, because the songs mean what they mean. Yeah. Like yeah. these songs, they just mean what they mean. Um, but the message of the album is one of like, just, you know, let's just fucking try and do it, innit? Yeah. Let's just fucking have a go. Life is fucking hard. We've really been dealt a hard hand. We've been pretty, pretty fucked over by uh, boomers. Yeah. So let's just fucking bite our fucking lips. Chew through our gums with anxiety and just fucking go alright bollocks to it let's just Tr- have a go try and have the best time we can just try and have the best time shit let's just fucking have the try. And yeah. have the, just, let's just have the best time we can let's, should we just have the best time we can mate let's just have the best time that we possibly can let's just have the best time we can yeah that's all and like, that's it and if other people just want to have the best time they can yeah that's good as well <laughs> but also be an incredibly good person yeah don't be a cunt Mike, that's all we ask after the uh rundown we had with Alex oh yeah one unit took us on our first ever tour. They did our first ever proper uh, yeah, tour. Yeah, I
1: was thinking we missed something off, yeah. Like we'd never been on a we never been on played more than like
0: two, three gigs in a row, had we? Don't think
1: we'd done like we've never done like a week or anything, had we, before we've that. Not.
0: I'll tell you what, well we did do something before it. And there's a few like Stories with it, yeah so before so just after Alex' started looking after us, we played wonk fest, oh and we yeah, did a yeah. few a few gigs before wonk fest, uh which we took, oh shit, yeah, which we took hell. secret fourth member of the band, Kyle Kyle chakra with us on that tour uh, if you can't really call it a tour, but we may as well do. it was a series of gigs that were a within a spread, week, yeah, within a week a, that were yeah. a bit spread out, and um. <sighs>
1: That was just the same we were just young and fucking stupid fucking in a F- in a F- in a Ford Fiesta.
0: I, we like I learned stuff about the world that that trip. Yeah. In that trip in those gigs we played one was Liverpool, right? I at Liverpool and the day after. I learned that banger, you can't own a beer. You can't, I can't begin to fathom that it actually happened because yeah. it just, again, just doesn't feel like a real thing. Yeah. Like, why is this happening to this band? Yeah, yeah. We played like a, an old warehouse and um, this old like warehouse uh, that our mate put the gig on and uh, it was like, it was quite a big big gas. Yeah, it was Really it was a good sound system. And we were just like buzzing, uh, guy had given us like you know quite a substantial amount of money mm. for the guarantees and we were like wow this is gonna be sick and then no one came yeah it was about fucking 20 people there including the band B- max 20
1: yeah max twenty. including the bands i mean like but the gig wasn't what was weird it was what happened after hours oh yeah fucking hell it was a gabber Gabba, um, people on pills. Gabba, beak, not, pills. Not a lot of people in a big space. Rope swing. Rope swing. The, the death drop. drop. Dreadlocks.
0: Dreadlocks, the death drop. The Do you de- remember the death I drop? I didn't see it. The bed. Do you not remember that oh, bed? Oh, it, oh the bed. The oh. bed that was just on that I thing thought, with I no... I, meant, I thought you meant someone doing a death no, drop. No, no, no. The, the bed that was just like... And there was just that like fucking oh gap. My it, God, looked, yeah. it looked like if you slept on it, it would fall in and you'd
1: die. The upstairs of that place... Like was was like some other film. there was a massive dirty white leather like you know what L shaped couch. Yeah, I remember One of it them so with well. With a flat screen time Behind the flat screen there was this dirty mattress, and then this fucking huge drop. Yeah. And then there was just loads of like industrial machinery. There was there was no explanation for what it was and why it was there. Yeah. And it was like the fucking factory M M&M and works in, an, in eight Mile. There was <laughs> there was all all ridiculous like machines. It's like I couldn't even guess what these are for. Like, was it for pressing metal? Is it? For, I is think it, most it, of them were probably to do with making drugs. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't I couldn't even begin to fathom what the fuck they were It was a pretty mad gaff. Uh some guy decided to start playing James guitar um at about oh, 2
0: o'clock in the morning, half eight mem- the morning. I remember him going on oh these are great
1: thick strings I was like please stop playing my guitar like, on a very loud fucking martial amp and oh. he was like we was on the upstairs bit which which was like upstairs like a like, it's a, balcony. like a balcony yeah yeah, yeah. It's like a rave venue now, but like, and it it would be great. It would for be safe for a rave. But, It'd be tight
0: for a rave. Yeah, eight in the morning when you, me and Jamie are sleeping on couches, it fucking wasn't ideal at all. So we all had come downs and hangovers the next morning, and the gig we were meant to play in Derby didn't exist. So we, I went, fuck it, Liverpool's quite near Wales. Let's go yeah. to Bangor, where me and Kyle went to uni. And go for a walk up Snowdon, and we'll go stay with someone in Bangor. So we fucking drive, pull up at a lovely pub, have some delicious food, and uh, get alfresco food, and get homophobically assaulted <laughs> by uh, the bartender. So that was that was pretty shit. But I'm not going to let it reflect all of Wales. I'm not going to let it reflect any of Wales. Just that one pub, and I can't remember where it is. Shame on you, sir. <laughs> um, as the day went on, because we had a big fatty lunch. Yeah. Um. It got to about three o'clock and Kyle made a very good point. Kyle went, yeah, if we start going up Snowden now, um, it's going to be dark when we're coming down. Mm. And being that I had, like, vans on... We all had vans and, like, not, not waterproof No one clothing. had walking boots or any waterproof. I had, like, a jumper on. Uh, we didn't do that, but we went up the black waterfalls instead. Um... Which was fucking men. And it was like without a paddle, if you've ever seen that film. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were going through nature. Me and Kyle saw this. Wild cow. Very, very clear stream of water. And Kyle was like, oh, you, <laughs> you can drink from the water. Because we'd we gotten quite high up, by the way. We'd, gone, we'd done a good bit of walking. So me and Kyle drinking it. And I was like, God, this is so fresh. then about two and minute, a half minutes later, we see a wild highland cow. Just fucking stood wet, like upstream from where we've just drank from. So yeah, when I, like, we'll get to what happened later. <laughs> it's one of them big ones with a huge horns, but hair over its eyes. I wanted, oh. to, I wanted to go give it a hug, but I was advised not to. Yeah, no, I was very scared. Um, but... It started shitting it down, and we all got salt. And at that point, me and Mike went a bit more uh, city on everyone. And we're just like, now nah, we need a goal. Now it's pissing it down. Yeah, i cold. Yeah. Me and Mike were very... That was one of our first major bonding experiences when I was like, yeah, Mike doesn't like being in the rain. I don't like being in the rain. Fuck uh, this. You had like
1: a jumper on and a t-shirt and I had a, a, a very, very thin, not waterproof, pretty green jacket and a t-shirt and it uh, we was, we could have got fucking hyperthermia. Yeah. But
0: it wasn't. It was, was kind of like summer so it wasn't actually that cold. No, it was pretty warm. It, the, I felt rank afterwards. Yeah, it was but, disgusting. So then we went and stayed with my mate Brad and um, when we stayed with Brad, the uh, water from up stream. It oh, it really, it really made my belly twitch, and uh, don't forget shot in the woods as well. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I forgot. But that's the best bit. That's why I'm telling the story. Yeah. yeah. yeah so basically, I had the I had diarrhoea that day, mm. um, probably because of the partying, obviously because of that, and I and in the woods I fucking had to go for a poo, and I did a poo, squat down in the woods, white with a leaf, awful. All I wanted to do was go back to Brad's and have like a proper poo, wipe my bum, have a shower, and. Uh, I think the water I drank, the e. coli from it, must have mixed in with whatever was already in my belly, E-coli. and I just had the 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 liquid horror shits, like yeah, the, the red the red hot molten fits like <laughs> for about an hour and a half, I sat on the toilet I, it, and my, honestly, I'm not just trying to be disgusting for shock value, it was genuinely like harrowing. <laughs> it was absolutely harrowing it, I hated it, hated it, but um yeah. That that was, it was a fucking mad day that I'll never forget. That. Then what happened? Then we went on tour with Wonk.
1: Oh yeah, that all was, those that, gigs were lovely. That was a fucking great three weeks, and I learnt a lot. I learnt a lot in that in them three weeks about being a band. What like how to be on how tour. to be a how, band. To, how to fucking go three or four days without showering. How to use the same towel three people before you've used um how to fucking <laughs> how to sound check properly yeah how to fucking operate an amp properly how to just be humans i to just be humans
0: like surviving in a transit van we learn we learn everything how from to Alex. deal
1: with lots of different people yeah.
0: it was brilliant that tour it was brilliant that's why we're sound now <laughs> and weird um we went on tour with them and all the gigs were good uh then that was the sort of the end of an era really we um we then spent a year without a full-time drummer yeah. where we played, we did three European tours um, and played uh, Rebellion uh, Festival, which was great, Wonk Fest, MPF. Um, but we had like six or seven different drummers throughout that time and uh, didn't and just toured and it was amazing. Like, it really yeah. gave us a taste for touring and to go and play in year, it was sick as well. It led to us like playing booze cruise and that. But... Um, the the most important part of, like, the story of the band, as pretentious as that sounds, <laughs> is when Matty joined because that's when we became Dirt, Mall. Yeah, man. Dirt, so I, I'd been writing songs that didn't really sound very aerial-solidate, and I wanted to just start a new band because so, we didn't have a drummer or anything like that. Yeah, we kind of got to the point where it was like, fucking hell, I don't know if don't know if it's going to work out I mean did, 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 someone didn't feel
1: quite right because we didn't have a proper drummer we yeah. couldn't practice
0: yeah it was not practicing because we used to practice a lot and, and that's my favourite thing mate. Yeah, my yeah. favourite thing to do is when we practice and we just get buzzing each, anybody who plays in a band knows the best bit is fucking practicing and coming up with songs with your mates yeah that fucking when we first played Such A Pity together a song that I'd written ages ago but we, I could only do it with you drumming like the second practice the first time we played that I was buzzing my tits off like I yeah. was fucking rushing my back out. I was like this is sick this. Yeah. This is absolute this feels amazing and like since you came in the band Matty I was chatting to him. I don't know. It's that second person. I don't know. <laughs> but since Matty joined, just it, we felt like we were complete. We felt like yeah. this, this is it now. Like we we can be the band we've always wanted to be. Yeah. And that's what we that's what we are. That's what's sick about it. That's what Aerial Salad is. Is it's finally the band I've always wanted it to be. Yeah, definitely. And I think
1: it, what was what was amazing was we had the, the first song we had Dirt Mall in that July. When we went on tour. Yeah. Matty joined in August and by the end of the year we had like the full album. Yeah, ready. we were ready to so we record, record it in January. To it by January and I thought that was just fucking, we went from, it took it his age to get Roach out and we that had been done over the space and of one And then like, I'd written like, no good songs for yeah, yeah. <laughs> ages. And then just the chemistry, I think, that happened between us in you know. Well, my third gig with Ariel Salad I was in Belgium on a three-week long tour. So that's pretty much it, yeah. And it, yeah, Matty, Matt, Matt, we bang. took Matty overseas for like the first
0: time. We, we, the best tour we've ever done, apart from the Wonk one, is the tour we did. The first tour we did with Matty Drummond. Matty's third gig, as he said, was in Belgium, and that this fucking tour, yeah, this fucking tour was ridiculous. Right, relentless. it was relentless. We had this guy driving us right oh, on the yeah. first this day. Guy. This cunt, this cunt, this awful, horrible, sexist, racist piece of shit, madman, nearly got us killed on the road twice. S- was speeding and probably shit. More than twice. Yeah, probably more than twice awful, we got saved in the end by our good friend Ryan Price, smash tours Ryan the human angel, Ryan the human angel, you, and after that we went on to have a very good tour mm. there was a lot of mischief, and we really became, we really bonded there, because it was after, like, we hadn't played many gigs together, but that was when it was, it just the whole time it just felt so natural, like, yeah. it was I was just so buzzing to be with both of you the whole time, Yeah, I, definitely. it was just great, it was just fucking funny, it was of. and I think, cause, because
1: we didn't really know, I didn't Really know Matty that well until he joined the band, and we learned. uh, We kind of, we got to know him so much better, and like we got to fucking. I don't know. It it was a proper shift in time for the band. Like I don't know. That's where how we got to where we are now is through that tour, being so fucking stupid and Matty and his petty crimes and just just coming up with stupid phrases and just ridiculous fucking yeah (laughs) Skarneck, which is another Clerks reference. Like and it's fucking mint, and it's something if you play in a band you'll know. The magic of when there's so when when you're all together, you you can't re- you can't make it. It just happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. when
1: you're fucking playing a room together, when you make up them songs, you can't force it. And like you have bands who are always changing members and they lack a bit of energy. You know that people are just there to play and not be in the band. You're like people aren't the members are just there. Yeah, th-
0: this is this is a band of people who like I, what the fuck else are we meant to do? Yeah, literally. like like literally like we like I'll be playing in. Our band, probably this band, for God, oh God, dear Christ, probably decades. <laughs> Unfortunately, probably decades. And it, and even if this band is playing, it's fuck. Is still playing to like basically no one every night. I'll still be doing it because yeah, what yeah. the fuck else am I gonna do? Yeah. This is all I've got. This. It's the only ounce of hope we have.
1: Like essentially, without sounding like a fucking preacher, or like you know that it's like one of those things where. Kind of people we are. That's that is it. Like it's the only kind of. Well, we no, nah, it
0: is that. It, it, it's just it's that. It just gives you. it's Nah, you've worded that badly. No, no, no. It's no like, I know what you mean. It gi- the, what this gives you is purpose. This, so yeah, you yeah. can face anything that life throws at us, and life certainly likes to throw the dog a bone, doesn't it, mate? <laughs> and um, sometimes <laughs> Does it. a double-ended bone. Sometimes and um, when life throws <laughs> that shit at you, and you fucking. You sat, you sat there in working like oh this is fucking bollocks this why am I fucking why do I do this you're like oh yeah because I need money because of my band safe yeah, yeah. Oh, and to live obviously oh, which yeah, is ridiculous course. but yeah that's what it is we've not got fucking loads of GCSEs we've put like it's we're quite embarrassingly uh, bad at school yeah, Matty's got more than me and Mike put together, and Matty's not got a lot, so... And I don't have any, so... <laughs> yeah, well, Matt doesn't have any, so that's bringing the... I'm not, the, I'm not proud of it, by the, the, the yeah. stock value down. Yeah, no, we're not proud of this at all. The education system quite The education f- system... Us. Michael Gove's education system failed people like me, Mike, yeah. Matty. Uh, back before it was Gove, it failed Alex Wong. They didn't have dyslexia when he was young. <laughs> Had it when I was young. Did they give me decent marks? No. Anyway... <laughs> Horse cock. <laughs> um, Ride the tiger. You can see his shirt, but you know he's clean. Anyway, so that's, yeah, that's... Uh, on this tour, just to reel us back in, <laughs> on this tour, one, uh, one little tidbit has to be the DMT and the traveller. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. So, Jesus. on this tour, uh, we went into a head shop to buy a pipe to smoke uh, perfectly legal cannabis from. Excuse me, and the shop uh, attendant was a—he—he uh, he, he was like, "Oh, so uh, do you just smoke weed?" And we were like, "Yeah, just having a lovely little bit of cannabis." Love old
1: two, good old two, a little of bit, a
0: little life. bit of ganja, um, which we don't recommend doing, obviously. Uh, stress his tongue in cheek. Um, he was like, "Oh, do you, you want to have like a spiritual time?" And I was like, "I don't know what are you say. What are your purpose in traveller? What your purpose in to me, friend?" Tread lightly for these are hollowed grounds. Uh, He said, I've got some Changa. And I was like, well, what's Changa? And he said, it's like DMT, but mixed with tobacco. And I was like, okay, I've done DMT. How much would this cost? And he said it'd be 40 euros. And I was like, nah, no dice. Yeah. No dice. We're not dropping. Right at the end of the tour. He He showed me a bag of what was, looked like, weird leaf it looked like a leaf had been cut up a brown yeah, autumn leaf weird, it? had been cut up and I looked at it and I went it could be spice so I was like no the, we left the guy came out of the shop and went listen like I, I've got a good feeling about you guys I'm just going to give it you for free now I, I am hypocritical though this may sound you shouldn't take drugs from strangers however when he said that he was a quite a spiritual hippie looking guy and i've met and he pe- had a very nice shop as well it wasn't like an horrible like side buck shop i've met people like him at uni yeah, and that yeah. that is the kind of bollocks that they're they're about that. Yeah, they're yeah. about making other people good happy and that it's like that film pay it forward it's like he's you know he's put he's passing on the the good juju uh, juju that is obviously right. um, <laughs> so he's passing on the good juju to us um we smoke a bit and then um basically drive home or well drive to Calais. oh yeah after the gig and uh, we're all a bit we're all a bit dazed out in the van we do one stop which is in holland then we drive for three hours solid to france now the person who was driving us was lovely not the kind of person who would make much of a joke though so when we got to Calais, and they open up the door to the, to the band and he goes there's somebody in the back
1: and all of us are like I just thought he was having his on. I thought he was like very like, he's just kind of having his on. Like yeah. I'm one of the people I wouldn't believe a lot of people. Like I just think, alright, come on. And then like somebody and got on we, out joking, you know And then mean? we heard the bang. Yeah, we heard it. we heard her a... like Yeah I thought,
0: Right on I the back like, of the van. Bang <laughs> bang bang yeah, bang, bang. I thought he'd right make be, a noise against right the Right behind Matty's head, just a bang, bang, bang on the back of the van. <laughs> Open up the van a bit, see a white sports shoe. slam the van door closed. Everyone just kind of looks at each other for a minute. I didn't even see this bit. That's why I thought it was a joke. Everyone just kind of looks at each other like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? And I remember Jared being like, it's fucking it, man. Open You're up. all kind of in a semicircle in around a sem- the door. Like, what the fuck? Like, What's going on? Like a fight in a playground. <laughs> open the door. And this guy falls out of the van and goes, I want to go to the United Kingdom. And I'm very proud of this moment. Yeah, yeah. Collectively... All eight of us at the exact same time just went, nah, yeah. nah, nah nah. You need, nah, nah, sorry, sorry, you need to go. And this guy, he left his fucking beanie out, bless him. He must have been terrified. It's a dope on it, didn't it? Yeah, it, he must have been terrified, got out of the van, and he just kind of wandered off into the Calais night. And I was like, well, this is why uh, you always check your van and stuff like that. Yeah, big so, time. Like, uh, yeah. This, you know, that's why. But, you know, I suppose we got him half the way. Oh, we hadn't done anything bad.
1: Oh, yeah. I hope. It, I hope it, I, but You know what? We was very fucking nice. He was like, listen, now we're very sorry. Like, we can't take you. We like, were very polite, a yeah. lot of
0: people would have been a bit more aggressive. A lot of
1: people would have like, yeah, you know, I don't, what for what? Like, what for what? What well, are you gonna be beat a helpless? When there's eight, if you beat a helpless guy up at four in the morning, when he's obviously got, you know, he's obviously not got a home or anything. Yeah, he's obviously not having
0: the best time because he's risked his life getting in a strange yeah. van, and he
1: just kind of walked off. He into didn't make anything
0: either. Yeah, That's yeah. very nice of him. Thousands of pounds of equipment in there. Yeah. I was worried that we were gonna open up the van door and like a merch bag would have fallen out that you would like you know he might have taken a merch bag everything was intact i thought that i was like do you know what we probably should have given him a fucking hoodie to be fair we probably should have but i think we were still a bit scared yeah 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 and no, obviously at the fact that was a strange person uh protruding How out of our van
1: we woke up from like a six hour sleep and then just
0: that and sleep's a strong word for what you get in a van i i slept for all of it he slept might just he could, well, Mike. Mike could sleep through a war in I was just tying high and just fucking slept. Could, yeah, like half asleep, half eating like a multi bag of crisps I buy. That's just, that was. Just they fun. only have fucking paprika crisps in. Uh, no, they don't. That's the only ones I buy. they they <laughs>
1: oh. still the ones I buy. Or oh, cheeseburger, which I do not recommend. Cheeseburger, you like mustard,
0: <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> eat them. But no, cheeseburger crisps. No, no, cheeseborg, <laughs> no, cheeseborg me, me flavored crisp. Me, <laughs> me and Matty were nearly sick eating those things one oh. night. They, they they were bad. I don't remember them. Oh no, nah, they've been. Yellow bag, a bag oh, like walkers, they were saw
1: nah, so, oh, so same, unappealing, man. Same
0: size as like Jamie's laptop, right now, decent size laptop. Oh, mate, they're all that big in Europe, though. Like, they're not even like a multi-park, they're just a, a big bag. Yeah, they're just like they've, they've not got the same rules we have, which is fine. Everyone's in better shape in Europe as well.
1: Yeah, people don't eat crisps until they fucking die, like in England, people like. There's people in england who eat a 24 pack of like walkers and that's the friday night like there's people who drink pints there's people who eat walkers like that that's just the culture change right, isn't it come at me. yeah what i'm not i'm not <laughs> looking at you i'm looking in between you both i'm not pointing any eyes anywhere well, yeah, really- but yeah it's what i, I don't know that is one thing I do love, though. It's like when you go to a services and buy them. Um, it's like the, it's like a pepper army, but it's like a sausage inside a bun, inside like a, an airtight foil wrapper. And it's like, oh, it's so dry, man. oh, mate, this is so fucking weird. I remember me and Jared both bought. We didn't know what to get from a services at like two in the morning. No, about six in the morning. So we both got. Um, it might be me and you got them burgers that you heat up in a microwave, but didn't know you should take them out. So I, I was eating, like, molten plastic cheeseburgers. Fucking, oh, that was awful. Fucking, I'm, but, you know, you live and learn, don't you?
0: And uh, that sort of leads us up to, from that tour uh playing with Matty and having those gigs, we then got to play Boomtown. That was fucking pretty mad. That was insane. Um, unfortunately, Matty didn't get to do that. Matty doesn't get to do anything. Uh, every gig because Matt is a dad so Matt has got to do what he's got to do sometimes which is fucking amazing and we're so proud of him because he does absolute bits he does the dad thing and he does the fucking band thing and he smashes it and um, we just fucking can't. I just can't wait to do more like uh, this album we're doing a tour with a decent criminal yeah yeah we're playing um, from April the 10th through uh, MPF festival we'll be playing uh Bristol We'll be playing London. Uh, we'll be playing uh, Brighton. Then we'll be going off to Europe for a week. Then we'll be coming back and we'll be playing Canterbury. Then we'll be playing <laughs> Stafford uh, at Redrum. Then we'll be playing the Waterloo in Blackpool. And then we'll be playing Manchester Punk Festival. Fucking good memory, here. Right through uh, And we're well excited. We met Decent Criminal when we played uh, Booze Cruise Festival. It fucking blew our minds. And... Um, yeah, they were just it was fucking so sick. They were so good. They were just fucking so sick. So good. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, I want this band to <laughs> yeah. tour. I want to tour with this band. Yeah, so yeah. to do our album launch tour with them is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And um, It's bad, like, being a fa- being a full-on fan of a band and then being like, I want to do it. And then they're like, yes, we want to do it with you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, fucking sick. Really fucking sounding. Uh, I know people are going to like him because we fu- mm. we, really, we really fuck with him. They're sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, big they're big so time. good. Um, so, yeah. We're pretty buzzing about doing that. Um, The first single we've got coming out is Romance. It is indeed. uh, With the video. I'm fucking very excited to get it out. And the whole idea behind the video to Romance is essentially... So the music video we did for... That wasn't a sentence. The music video we (laughs) did for Alone Forever... Sorry, I was rapping in my head then. (laughs) For Alone Forever is me and Mike sort of hanging out at a pool. And then I thought... (laughs) All right, well, romance is quite catchy. So that'd be a good first single. Mm. Um, Why don't we wash Mike's car? Yeah. Like in a 90s rap video. So why don't we make it look like the Beastie Boys were washing Mike's car? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we did. And then we do a a classic movie, trying out different clothes. And Mike's like, oh, I don't like these clothes. And then he comes and puts on really good clothes. (laughs) And they're I, actually your clothes. Uh, there are actually my clothes because I've got a great taste in clothes. And then I look, <laughs> at, I look at the clothes and I'm like, oh, these are fucking safe. I'll wear these on the date. Let me get in the car and drive off. That's it. There's no real concept behind the video. No, nah,
1: same thing alone for everyone. It's not really... There's not really an explanation as to why there's,
0: or how it's happening. No, no, no. And I, and I'm, this isn't a cop-out answer. The, yeah. Just fuck it. It's meaningless. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the whole um, point. It's absolutely meaningless. And d- so is life. And that's why we love it. That's why we love it. Yeah. That's why we love it. Because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're prancing around. Do what you want. Washing a car. Yeah, fuck it. That's all it is. Fuck d- it. D- fuck it. Fuck it. Well, that everybody uh thank you very much for listening is uh it's us rambling on (laughs) about our album um that we've made and various stories of the band so that that is the big punk show with mike and jamie in a new format in a new format thank you very much everybody for listening um we hope you enjoyed we'll probably have more structure when we're not um, basically just doing it's like an essay this this is how I wish uni let me do essays it's it same, we're basically yeah. just doing this is all just the press stuff so it's not really radio worthy it is, but it but is stories you know and what it's been like another episode without music to be fair it has, it has been which is good um, Matty we'll, we're going to be playing Cardiff with Unit on the 11th of uh, January uh, What are you excited? oh obviously what are your thoughts? I force, uh, like Wales, like the culture, like dragons. Uh,
1: Anything else? Do you like the cuisine?
0: Uh, yeah, chips. What? What's Welsh cuisine?
1: Hey, uh, I, I don't know. I was hoping Matty'd know. Uh,
0: pies, I believe, do you like pies in Wales.
1: Um, probably. I hope so.
0: so yeah, I, do pies. You like- <laughs>
1: Matthew, do you like dragons? <laughs> I know a cracking dragon sanctuary. Now I like Wales. <laughs> Everyone, I, like, I fucking love the accent, me like. I don't like to fucking Gavin and Stacey's alright but just the Welsh accent when you hear people from like when, watched like, when, they, when I was younger and watched episodes of Dirty Sanchez because they're from like that weird part of Wales like near where Pizza Champ are from very broad it's a bit fucking rough like it's a bit like alright man what are you fucking saying man you know and it's just like, you don't really meet many people who are like that. And I thought, oh, love it. It's like when like Dave Rolls, I love fucking, love, we're staying with Dave, aren't we? Yeah, we're staying with Dave. And like, like he's kind of, accent, he's from like the top end, like, just it's fucking good set of the wells. They stay out of trouble. They've just got a lot of Avon parks. They've got the odd beach. And it's fucking harmless in it. Love it. Big, And they've got some fucking good bands,
0: Manic Street Preachers. Not Stereophonics. Pizza Tramp. Yeah, I said I mentioned them. Yeah, but you know, yeah, they're good. But I'll say it again. Yeah. Pizza tramp. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Big love to you all. Hold tight.